This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good afternoon everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Now this is the home stretch. This is uh, the final ICIs of the Archas Chaim of the Rush. And we are up to, in the Shabbos edition, Ois Chaf Aleph, Chaf Beis, Chaf Gimel. You should confess every evening before you go to sleep. Besides those nights that are prohibited to eulogize, to fast. You should mourn for your sin and the length of the exile. And the destruction of the temple. The Sefartenu. Our glory, So the Rosh is teaching us every night before you go to sleep, you should confess. Besides the night that our Usr eulogized into fast. Rav Goldberg explains, this is talking about the expanded vidui, the full vidui. Hashamnu, Baganu, Gazalnu, but if somebody knows they did not vera, they have to confess immediately, even on a day that you're not eulogized and fast, you certainly have to confess. But you should make it a habit. Even if you don't say the whole um, the whole program of Krishna Alamita, you know, uh, many people who I've spoke to are not aware before they go to sleep. Um, one does not have to say the three parshiyos of Shema if somebody Davin Mariv after Tzesakachavim. Alpida Ari, okay, there's a, a Kabbalistic reason to say all three parshiyos even if you already fulfilled the mitzvah. But halachically, you're not required to. Halachically, before you go to sleep, you just say one parsha of Shema, and you should say Hamapil. Hamapil is a bracha. Many people are not aware that they need to say Hamapil before they go to sleep. But besides that, one should confess their Averois, um, and mourn their Avoinois. Why mourn? Because when a person sins, he lost Chaim, because at the time he's sinning, he's like a mess. But I would say, not only at the time one's sinning, they're like a mess, but the Avera brought a person into a state of Misa, and therefore requires mourning. And the Rosh says, Be Misabel on one's Averois, and on the length of the Golos, and on the destruction of the Temple, May it be built speedily in our times. The Gemara Bracha says on Daf Gimel that Rabbi Yossi went into a Chorba and he heard a Baskal that was moaning like a dove. And it said, Woe to the children that because of their sins I had to destroy the Beis HaMikdash. And the Beis HaMikdash requires worry and concern and anxiety and mourning. Ois Chaf Beis. One should fast at least once every 30 days. It should be on a day that you read the Torah, Monday and Thursday. If you're not able to fast, you should give two coins for tzedakah. So what is this idea you should fast once every 30 days? Well, Tishrei, we're good. We have Yom Kippur and Sam Gedalia. Cheshvan, we're out. Kislev, we don't have. Teves, we're good. Shvat, we're out. Adar, we have. Pesach, Pesach, we fast, but we redeem it with a tainus. 
Iyar we don't. Sivan we don't. Tammuz we do. Av we do. So this comes from the Sefer Hasidim. There's a story about a Chacham in Simon Sadi Zayin. He brings who commanded his son not to let 30 days pass without fasting. The Prichadar says there are Anshe Maisa that there were noig to fast every Erev Rosh Chodesh because of the Miyot Hayareach. And the Maram Cordovero would call it Yom Kippur Katan. Because on that day, it's Neskaper, the Averis of the whole month. And the Beis Yosef brings it in Simon Tafresh Gimel, name of the Archas Chaim, that Tal Doisam refers to the months. And therefore, Rosh Chodesh is his man of Kapara. One should try to fast at least once a month. And if you can't fast, you should redeem it with two Pshutim. Mishabura writes in Simatafi Zion that the Svarim tell us that even someone who doesn't fast, he should try to do tshuva on Erev Rosh Chodesh and correct his misdeeds on the last day of the month, like Erev Rosh Hashanah, you could be mechaper for the whole month. Now what does the rush mean you should give two coins? What exactly is the significance of two coins? So Chaim Knievsky says the shear of two coins is the food for one day. So back in the day, two coins was a day's worth of food. Nowadays, I don't know, breakfast costs, I don't know, $10, lunch is $10, supper is 25 I don't know. Maybe you have to give um, $50. Let's conclude with the final offering of the rush. And probably the best thing for us to do is do what we usually do in executive summary, and maybe we'll do like, uh, you know, there's seven days, so we'll spend, uh, I guess, two weeks and a day. Might be a good idea. Anyway, we're up to Oiz Chav Gimel, the final stretch on the rush. I don't know, could we make a siyam? Are you allowed to make a siyam? Maybe we'll rent out Madison Square Garden for the siyam on the rush. Just joking. Okay, Sivkata and Chav Gimel. You should fulfill humbly, modestly, in a hidden way. To sustain your good deeds. Try to fulfill your good deeds in a way that nobody knows about it. That is the choicest way to serve God. And that is most, that is what is uh, needed the most. So, in the final statement of the rush, the rush emphasizes the importance of hiding your good deeds. There's an incredible Yushalmi. If you came to all the shirim on the Archasan Rush just to hear this story, it was Kadai. The Yushalmi in Tainus Parakalaf Halachadalad brings a story about a guy by the name of Pintikaka. Don't say, oh, I know that guy. No, he's a, he's a guy in the Yushalmi. You don't know a guy, Pintakaka. And he was a well-known sinner. His name means five sins. And his job was to guard the house of prostitution. So you can imagine what kind of good sadik he was. If he guarded a house of prosti- prostitution, I mean, you could imagine, he probably brought his phone into the Beis HaKnesses and other good practices if he had this distinction of guarding the house of prostitution. And it was a famine. 
And Rabbi Avohu was shown in a dream that this guy, Pintakaka, he could daven for the rain and bring the rain, and he did. Pintakaka daven for the rain, and it rained. So Rabbi Avohu wanted to know what's this guy all about. He said, what do you do for a living? He said, what do I do? I do five sins every day. I rent out prostitutes. I prepare the theater for their prostitution. I wash their clothing so they have good clothing to do their sin. I dance before them and I play music for them. So basically, I'm the guy that gets all the prostitution going. So Ravo said, that's not what I had in mind. What else do you do? Do you do anything good? Ah. One time I was getting the stadium ready and a woman came and she started crying. And I said, what? What's going on? And she said, my husband is captured and I want to redeem him. So I came to rent myself out to get money to redeem my husband. So this Pintakaka said, I sold my bed and my sheet. I gave her the money and I said, go redeem your husband and don't sin. Said Rabbi Avo, Taka, you're a big tzaddik and you're worthy to daven for the rain. Says the Mikhtam Elio, Chela Gimel, page 116. This guy must have been a tzaddik. He was really a tzaddik. And when Rabbi Avo asked him what he did, he answered right away. He did, the Ravo asked, what do you do for a living? So he said, I'm a balavera. Ah, he once did a very big mitzvah. He didn't even, it didn't even dawn on him. It didn't occur to him. Ooh, it didn't occur to him. So his good deeds were hidden, not only from the world, but from him. He didn't walk around carrying, Oh, I've been a big tzaddik, I did this good maisa. Actually, the Rabbi Avo, the Mepharshim say, said, You are worthy to daven for rain. Because this shows all your acts were the shame shamayim, so that you shouldn't sin, so that Benoist Yisrael should not sin. So Rabbi Nuchtamayel says, from here we see that this guy's intention was that he would get the prostitution going for Goyim, so that if a Jew ever came there, he would figure out an Eitzah how to save them. So that means, not only that time that he saved that Jew from prostitution did he do a good deed, but everything he did was really a ma'isa toiv. But he did it so hum, so hidden that he didn't carry it with him. He didn't walk around thinking, Ich ben a tzaddik nistar, I'm a gadol hadar, look what I did. His good deeds were hidden even from him. The story goes that... What? That we shouldn't try it at home. No, don't try... Definitely don't try the base zoinos at home. But, oh, you mean that particular profession? No, better to avoid that job. You know, you could sell used cars or life insurance or anything else. But the story goes, it's printed in the Dvar Eliyahu, that one of the uh, Talmidim of the Gra once came to him and the Gra turned to him and he said in jealousy, Why were you Zoycha? So Rav Moshe, the person who visited him, said, Zoycha for what? He said, you were zoichet to hide your good deeds from man, that nobody talks about you. But I was not zoichet to hide my good deeds, the Gras says. People talk about me. And um, Rav Itzel Petterberg brings that Rav Naftali Amsterdam would say 
about Rabbi Yosef Zundov Salant and how how much effort Rabbi Yosef Zundel put in that people should not see from the outside as if he's anything special or a tzaddik. And uh, let's end off with this story. They once came to Rabbi Yisrael Salanter that they recognized that there was a wood chopper and he was secretly wearing tefillin all day and learning under his breath and uh, people wanted to converse with him and find out about him and they came to Rabbi Yisrael what should they do? And Rabbi Saul said like this, You should know, Bizman Hazah, no one has the right to be a tzaddik nistar. The generation is too weak. We cannot afford ourselves the luxury of going into seclusion and no, nobody knowing about our righteousness. However, says Rabbi Saul, this person chose to do that, chas v'shalom, to uncover, chas v'shalom, to talk to him and uncover his righteousness. Because right now at least... He thinks he's serving Hashem secretly and nobody knows about it. The moment you spoil it and the moment he thinks he's a mafursam, then his avaydu will be shalai l'shma and he will no longer serve Hashem in that high manner. So that concludes the comments of the Rosh on the Yom HaShabbos. Tam v'nishlam shevach l'kel b'ri'olam. So the plan is, we'll try to do the next seven sessions, b'li neder, to review that day, just very, very briefly, just to uh, be able to reinforce some of the main ideas of the rush, and then uh, Bez Hashem will figure out uh, what Sefer will be next. We'll probably start either the week before Rosh Hashanah or right after Rosh Hashanah, B'Siyata Deshmaya. Wishing everyone a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Please join us tonight at 8.30 for an amazing shir um, on... The dream of the smag. Rav Moshe of Kusi. Have a good night, everyone. Kaltov. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.